This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Capness HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Capness. Our guest today is Janelle Rodriguez. Janelle, are you ready to be great today? Yes, I am. Janelle is a HR consultant for a nationally recognized payroll and HR outsourcing provider and the president for Society of Human Resources Management Affiliate Chapter, Daphne Management Association of South Florida. She has 15 plus years of HR experience in various industries such as high-speed technology, power management, and payroll and HR outsourcing. Janelle holds a bachelor's degree in business administration, the concentration in HR management, from the University of Central Florida College of Business, Go Knights, and holds both PHR and SHRM CP certifications. Janelle has been a member of several human resource organizations, including the Society of Human Resource Management, SMA of South Florida, HRABC, and GM SHRM. She has entered her seventh year on the Board of Directors for the Staffing Management Association of South Florida, and it is excited to be serving her first full term as chapter president. Janelle, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank what's, you for having me. So what's keeping, you busy, what's keeping you busy today? Today is definitely my chapter business. We have a, a huge event that's coming up in March, and it's unprecedented for our small but humble uh, chapter. And so it involves a lot of phone calls, speaking to attorneys and business professionals, letting them know who we are in South Florida. We are a a Sherm affiliate chapter covering a very large territory, but we're also focused in the talent management space. So I'm speaking with a lot of talent management professionals and, you know, just trying to get their buy-in to our events, supporting our chapter, all in a day's work because uh, I do have a full-time job that keeps me also very busy consulting with clients for my organization. And so a day in a life of what I do is very different from day to day. So Danielle, what do you get out of being in a bottle of these extra organizations? Well, I will say that originally getting involved, I was looking to broaden my horizons, expand my network. I had returned to the South Florida area after being living in another location for a number of years. And I realized that, you know, I didn't have a network. I wanted to be tapped into the local HR community. Uh, so one thing evolved into another and uh, being involved in the HR community and in the organization has allowed me not only to expand my network, but it also has furthered my education. I get a lot of opportunities to attend conferences and seminars and events that further my HR knowledge, both as a business professional and an HR consultant. So it's, it's beneficial to my day job, but it's also beneficial for my overall career. And it allows me the ability to speak to other individuals and connect with individuals that are in the HR profession at various levels, as well as in various facets of HR, stay connected with them, as well as inspire emerging HR professionals, you know, those that are graduating, those are new to the HR profession, maybe changing careers, and, you know, just show them that there's a support system here in South Florida and opportunities for them to connect and further their career. You already kind of answered this, but how do you influence somebody who's not involved to get involved? Like somebody says, well, I have my full-time job, I don't have time for this. How do you influence this person to get involved and join an HR organization? Well, a volunteer organization, like any other, it does require work, and that is an apprehension that a lot of people feel when they're exploring the opportunity, but it, it's about the value proposition of the organization. And so, you know, what they bring to the table, the events, the interest, the community involvement, and the friendships that you build. And so whether you're an experienced, tenured professional, business professional, because really it's an organization at, at any level in any industry, or you're new to the industry, 
you know, it's a way for, for you to connect and a way f- to further your education. It's really all in what you put into it. I put a lot into it. So I definitely see the value. I try to encourage emerging professionals to do the same because you don't want to look back later on and realize that you would have you know, wasted time or have let opportunities slip by, whether opportunities to connect with experienced professionals or opportunities for employment solely because you didn't make the initiative to, to be involved. Yeah, I can just imagine how much networking goes on and how, much, how many jobs are offered during these you know, organizations. It, there is a lot of networking that goes on. And the HR community, in my opinion, especially here in South Florida, is a tight-knit community. I run into a lot of the same individuals from event to event, regardless of chapter or association or affiliation. And it's great because that's that one person that, you know, you can connect with while you're there. So if you're someone that perhaps is, you know, a little shy or a little timid about attending a networking event, or maybe you're attending for the first time, you see someone familiar and, you know, that person can introduce you to other people, can show you around the room and make you feel comfortable in that environment and you know all it takes is that one person and then you can blossom at least that's that's what I believe so yes there's a lot of connections going on and a lot of opportunity I've been able to connect people with employment people come to me and say do you know someone and so I have a couple of those stories and those have those are very gratifying even though I'm not able to get them involved with my organization uh, because I do work for a fortune 500 company but you know if I can put them in touch with someone else local here to the community that will you know help them move either from their current employment or if they're you know in transition to me that words cannot express how gratifying and how satisfying that is to help someone else in the community. So now you work for several different industries. Did you have to change how you did HR based on, on the industry or is HR, HR everywhere? How, how does that work? Well, you can cookie cut HR. So any HR professional that tells you that you can is off base, uh, especially now in the changing times, the changing political climate, you know, from industry to industry, HR has different requirements. So for example, if you were, you know, working with drivers that's, that had to follow requirements from the Department of Transportation, you have additional things that you have to take into account there and those are industry-based or if you have additional certifications, but you also have to consider your audience, your employee audience. And so, you know, different industries have different employee types built within them. And as an HR professional, you have to be a chameleon in order to tap into that employee to get their either their buy-in or to get them to understand something or to get their help or to be able to help them because truly that's what HR professionals are doing. They're helping employees, they're helping the organization. And so if you cookie cut your way, you will cut your way out of your organization because you will lose your value in that organization, I believe. And so you really do have to get out there. You have to shake hands. You have to, you know, shadow individuals in all levels of the organization, get to know them, get to know what they're about so that that one day they come knocking on your door, you know how to address them, you know how to help them, and you know how to be of value to them. So now for someone just entering the HR profession, what advice would you have for them? Just entering the HR profession uh, is a question that I get quite often. I mentor internally and externally from my organization. And I would suggest for individuals to get involved with their local HR community, stay connected to their educational institution, either through alumni events or their career development center. They don't want to lose touch with that. You never know who can help you and who you can help, right? Because you always want to pay it forward. But I find that joining the local HR chapter, which is something I preach to emerging HR leaders in my community is super beneficial to them. If it's not my chapter, there are other 
respectful chapters here in the area that I would encourage them to stay connected with. Consider a volunteer position. Not only does it enhance their leadership, but it also gives them networking opportunities. Um, even volunteer in a local community events. So, you know, for example, here we have Feeding South Florida, which is an organization that my chapter has supported. We have Hands on Broward, which is another volunteer organization that I have volunteered with personally. And so there's a lot of good to be done in the community. And it's certainly a way to stay humble because uh, being humble is, is very important, especially when you want to accelerate your career, but staying connected, keeping your ear to the ground. And you never know when your paths may cross with the right person where you may be at the right place at the right time that an opportunity will come your way, whether it's a volunteer opportunity to help the community or an employment opportunity that you might have been seeking or have in been interested in and not know, you know, until that moment in time. So I would encourage them to stay connected, to stay, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that's the theme now that I see in the workplace. I see that a lot in society. And so, you know, emerging professionals, they really have to you know, stay on the forefront, you know, whether they're pounding the pavement or if they already have a job, they want to look for ways to stay educated, stay in touch. They want to make sure that they're, you know, that they're trending, that they know what's going on in the market, whether it's their industry or a similar industry or something that they want to tap into. Staying informed is super beneficial. Janelle, how important it is for HR people to be active on social media? I think it's super important for HR professionals to be active on social media. Obviously, you want to keep in mind that you represent the organization each and every day in all of your functions. And so you want to be mindful of, of the type of activity that you have on social media. I personally engage in professional content. I do share some personal things with my peers on social media. And we, we have a hashtag. Actually, a lot of the people that I'm connected with across the country, we have a hashtag. It's hashtag HR tribe. And they're HR professionals in all facets of HR in all parts of the country. And it's a way to narrow down the degrees of separation. So I know that, you know, if I post a question or if I need resources, I can either put something on my feed or I can send a direct message to someone and I know I'm going to get the assistance that I need or they're going to be able to refer me to someone that can. Not only that, but it's a great way to obtain articles. I find a lot of really great articles from various resources, ERE Media, TLNT, Sherm Resources. I mean, the list does go on and on. And so I share a lot of those articles internally with my organization and my fellow HR consultants. So I feel like it is a multifaceted tool and an HR professional would be crazy not to participate in social media, you know, just for the purposes of staying connected and staying educated. Now, next, let's talk about time you were successful in the past, what you learned from your success and what we can learn from the success you had. This was a tough question for me, but I, I would say that about a year ago, I, I was recently promoted in, in my position. We have uh, three levels and I was aiming for the third level. And I'd worked really hard with my manager and I have participated and curated a certain number of projects to, to build my brand, which was something that was very new to me. At first, I was timid. I was uncomfortable. I didn't know how I was going to be received. And it, it turns out that I was well received. I was eventually promoted and, I, and I'm very happy to be at the level that I'm at. And so as a result... Of, of the work that I've done and, and the partnerships that I've developed, you know, I've worked with other up and coming uh, HR professionals in my organization to help them succeed in those levels as well. And so not only was it a success for me, but I feel that it was a success for the up and coming HR generalist because I'm able to mentor them and work with them and, and be able to guide them so that they too can work towards that goal if that's something that's part of their career plan. That's great. Next, talk about a time you failed in the past, what you learned from this failure and what we can learn from this. Oh, so that was another tough question. I even had to tap into some of my resources to, to share. Not that I haven't had failures, but it was, it was tough to identify one. But on a personal level, I do want to say that I was in transition a number of years ago before I came to my current employer. And so I had decided that I was going to 
move to a location, a desired location that I was previously going to move my office to before I was laid off and was um, not able to do so. And so packed up my life and moved to another city, another state, and I was ready, gung-ho to, you know, make a stamp in that. And it didn't quite work out as planned. And, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And I feel that when I look back now, there were certain things that maybe I didn't take into consideration or commitments that I didn't make. And I look at that as a failure because I feel like I wasn't mature enough to make that decision or I should have factored in a variety of other details so that when I made that decision, I was more committed to it. And as a result, you know, I ended up returning to South Florida and I've been here for a number of years, which has been great. But, you know, had I done that experience a little bit differently, then who knows where I would, you know, I would be today. So maybe not necessarily a complete failure, but at the time it just, it seemed like a total bust. And, but, you know, I'm happy to look back on it now and, and know that while that wasn't desirable at that time. It led me to be where I am today. So I am very grateful for that. Janelle, tell us about somebody who's helping the past and how they helped you. I have a very tenured colleague at my current employer, and she is uh, also an HR consultant. And through my years at my employer, she worked hard to mentor me to, to help me be the professional that I am today. And I remember uh, we had just merged with another organization, you know, another division within our organization, and we were doing new tasks and responsibilities. And I had to prepare to deliver this very, very detailed, uh, comprehensive seminar to a group of recruiting professionals and the seminar information was on, you know, hiring practices. And so uh, she worked very hard with me to prepare me. I practiced. I remember being in a training room by myself with all these supply boxes and reciting my, my word tracks and things that I was going to say. And it, needless to say, it was an interesting experience. You know, usually when you are educating people that their practices are perhaps not the preferred practice, they don't appeal to that very well. But it was a learning experience for me. And I was able to apply the methods to future trainings that I have conducted and seminars that I have conducted for a wide variety of audiences, both in person and virtual. And, you know, as a result of, of her dedicated time to prepare me for that and to show me basically the way I make sure that when I have when I work with new HR generalists and, and mentees that I take the dedicated time to help them and prepare them so that they too can be set up for success. That's very important. Like so many times, like a manager will tell somebody, "Do this for me," and they do it wrong, and they get mad. Well, how come you can't do this? Well, you didn't teach them how. You've been for like five, ten years, and it's, it's always amazed me when people do that. Yes, I. You know, it's a learning experience, and every manager is different. Every senior, tenured colleague is different in their function. But if they're helping you, I'm hoping that their, you know, their goal is with you in mind, and they are going to set you up for success and and coach you in the right direction so that you don't damage your credibility and ultimately embarrass yourself. You know, I mean, you, you do learn from that, but still could save yourself the trouble. Janelle, tell us something, something about yourself. Most people don't know, like your close friends, close family knows, but most people don't know this about you. I would say that most people don't know that I went to school to be a makeup artist. I love makeup. I have an extensive collection, but I spent, I want to say six months going to local makeup artistry school here in Fort Lauderdale. I love the craft. It was a wonderful experience. I uh, participated in a variety of assignments and projects. I have a very nice portfolio that I'm very proud of, but I worked very hard during the day. So I ultimately learned that this was not a side hustle that I can keep up with, but is a craft that I still love today. I'm very knowledgeable in, in products and whatnot. And while 
my choice of makeup is reserved during my business hours. I do try to spice it up a little bit for special events and birthdays, but a lot of people don't know that I went to school for makeup artistry, especially when I show up in my, you know, relaxed professional suit and, you know, light lipstick and very little makeup, you know, you just wouldn't put it together. So, but I went to school for that. I'm very proud to say. Definitely very interesting. So Janelle, it seems like right now in HR, there's like there's old HR, new HR. Old HR is like HR, no, bureaucratic, administrative. We're not going to do nothing for you. It's somebody <laughs> else's responsibility. Don't find anything out of it. Don't learn the business. Well, the new HR is more like, you know, yes, find a way to say yes. Go to the different business partners, know what they're doing. How do we get the old HR to come to the new HR? It is a challenge. You've got a lot of, like you said, you've got a lot of old school frame of mind. And I think it has a lot to do with culture. There's a lot of buzz around culture. There's books, seminars, companies dedicated to turning around the company culture. But I think it takes that one person to be the go-getter, be the, the advocate, to start from a place of curious and be open-minded to that. I think that, you know, the old school way of HR that's why they're old school. They're, they're finding their way out. We've got new generations in the workplace that want different things, that have different needs. And HR, along with organizations, they need to be prepared to provide those things, not just to make the employee happy, but for their own longevity. And so, you know, in order for the new school of HR to get the old school of HR buy-in, I mean, it's definitely going to take some work. It's going to take some demonstration of the value proposition and uh, shadowing, but it's also going to take partnership. And being able to maybe take the old school ways and update them so that there's still a little bit of that feel, but incorporate the new school of thought as well so that the organization and the HR function can be more productive and effective and overall improve employee engagement. So now, understand you have a book to recommend to our listeners. I do. Actually, I've, I went to Sherm National earlier this, uh, into it, well, in 2017, and I bought a ton of books. Sad to say that I am a little bit of a slow reader, but I do intend to read all of these books. And the book that uh, I've been committed to reading as part of my virtual book club with one of my esteemed colleagues uh, located in Seattle is Work Rules by Laszlo Bach. It offers amazing insight into how they do things at Google. If you're unfamiliar with him, he came from Google and he's, he's got, he shares a lot of history about the organization but he also shares insightful practices, which, you know, to the HR professional that is coming from the old school, moving into the new school, maybe a little bit tough to digest, but I have the book riddled with page flags of topics that I like to discuss with my peer and things that I would like to even have discussions that I would like to have even at my own organization so that we can continue to further that discussion as to what it means to be an HR professional and, and how to adapt with all of the generations and the new school of thought and, you know, the employee desire that are out there. So I strongly recommend anyone who's interesting, uh, interested in an insightful book to check that book out. It is a little bit of a thicker book. I will admit that, but definitely a, a read worth uh, making the effort for. Yes. Janelle, can you share your social media links with the listeners so I can reach out to you? Absolutely. So uh, I'm very active on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is very boring, but it is Janelle R1021. So that's J-A-N-E- L-L-E, the letter R, and the numbers 1021. Uh, that's actually my preferred method of, of contact is my Twitter handle. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So you can find me at Janelle Rodriguez or the LinkedIn website and Jay Rodriguez be the ending there. So I'm, I'm happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. I try to stay active there for my own uh, personal connections as well as supporting my chapter. And then my chapter also has a variety of handles as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at, at SMA South Florida. 
So I, I take great pride in, in managing some of those functions there. So I'm available either or. My email address with my chapter is president at smasouthflorida.org. <laughs> it's a very long one, but you know, feel free to reach out to me there. I'd be more than happy to connect with anyone, try and support or help anyone that you know is looking for assistance or perhaps uh, the ability to be pointed in the right direction. So we're happy to help anyone we can in the HR community or business professionals that needs our support. Yeah, for our listeners, we have all the links to all her, her social media in the show notes. So Janelle, you just took over as president. Any, any big, big plans for the organization? So I have invited several individuals to be part of the board for 2018. So that in and of itself was a major task. It's something that I wasn't accustomed to. I took over as president last year and I already had a board. And so we moved in, in a little bit of a different direction for the new year. So I'm excited about that. We are putting on our first ever legal event, which will be March 21st here in South Florida, which is going to comprise a panel discussion as well as a breakout sessions. And we're going to be discussing the hot topic of sexual harassment. We're going to incorporate some information on DACA. We're working on a very important feature speaker from a local government agency. So hopefully they can commit. But that in and of itself has been a huge undertaking uh, that goes back to all the phone calls I've been making and participating and, you know, rubbing elbows, but also just, you know, improving membership engagement and my board engagement as well, because, you know, volunteer leadership is a challenge. You said mentioned earlier that a lot of people don't have the time, they have families and, you know, other obligations. And so, you know, being able to you know, show my board that I support them, that I want to help them, that I want to champion their cause, as long as it's within the, you know, the chapter goals that, you know, I'm, I'm here to support them and help them be successful in their role. I do have a couple emerging leaders on my board for the new year. And so I want to make sure that they know that, you know, this is what the position requires. And I'm here to help you in any way that I can. And let's be successful together. So we're going to be it's going to be a good year for 2018. I'm excited. So Janelle, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you provide any last minute wisdom or advice for our listeners? Advice for listeners, I would with I know that there's a lot of chatter out there about the value of networking, but I cannot speak about it enough. I feel that it's super important for business professionals in any industry to stay connected and nurture relationships. I find that a lot of people are looking to connect just so that they have that extra connection on LinkedIn, but not necessarily nurturing that connection. And so I, I pride myself in trying to handpick some connections and really nurture them and know that I'm here to support them. So believe in paying it forward. So I would, you know, listeners of any tenure in their career, it's always heartwarming to assist someone in their career or another area of their life. So I would strongly encourage that as well. And I would also say to make sure to make every effort to have a a work-life balance. You know, while I'm happy to work as hard as I can for my employer and for my chapter, I make it a point to disconnect. I travel often and I I love it. And, you know, it's a great way to to disconnect and refresh and rejuvenate so that when I can return, I can come back ready to rock. So I would certainly... Uh, while we're moving into this whole 24-7 work-life environment, I would strongly suggest taking the time to disconnect from time to time. Yes, that's great advice, Janelle. Janelle, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're a busy person and you're doing a lot for the HR profession. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure uh, to be on your podcast. And if there's anything that myself or my chapter can do for you in the future, please feel free to reach out to me directly. Yes. And our listeners, thank you for your time. We know your time is valuable too. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.